sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Pretty high on, on uh, Kanji because he was here in January and never missed a day. He's an ultimate grinder. You know, we're uh, related in some far distant times because I coached at Illinois State and he's from Illinois State. A hotbed of talent. Uh, but I love him and we all do. I mean, he just doesn't say much, but he's a, and he's a grinder, and he, we wanted to really work on a second-level running, and he has, and you can see it. You can see his pick his legs up through. Last year, he got tripped up a lot. Really proud of the way he's worked. But, uh, yeah, great respect for him. Love him. That is Urban Meyer talking James Robinson. Robinson's been fantastic for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can he keep it going uh, this week against Seattle, a defense that is just okay? Uh, kind of middle of the pack against the run and uh, certainly not very good against the pass. So this is not the Seattle defense of yesteryear, that is for sure. Brett Martineau, Extreme Wings Sports Grill, Roosevelt Boulevard, four locations, of course, here for Extreme Wings. We come out every other Friday to the Roosevelt Boulevard location, 3 to 6, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The other locations, Atlantic and Kernan, down near uh, me in St. John's County, by the way, County Road 210 and Ocean Way, and all of them will be jammed this weekend got nfl got florida georgia come on out join the party good wings good beverage and a lot of tvs so uh if you're not going down to the game then uh this is a good place to watch them all over town extreme wings sports grill austin lane casey kurtz in the action sports jack studios and now joined by action sports jack Stuart weber let's talk some jags Stuart weber's going out to seattle jags leave today weber goes tomorrow thanks for hanging in weber for some high school football tonight i wouldn't miss it for the world uh, yeah. Now you're gonna get you're gonna get that on the back end, by the way, because I don't think you're coming back till Tuesday, is it? Correct. I'm I'm staying the extra day on mon on Monday yeah. uh, to go check out the Sounders game Monday night, cool. and then fly back Tuesday. Yes. By the way, as far as soccer goes, is the sound would that be like uh, if you could pick one place in the states to go watch a soccer game? Is Seattle the place? It's it's the historical place, the one that's been the best for the longest, but catching up very quickly has got to be Atlanta. Atla oh. Atlanta has packed their stadium for so many games. It's been sick there from everything I've heard. And I just saw Austin Stadium a couple months ago. That was awesome as well. It's a smaller stadium. I was going to say Portland. Isn't Portland kind of a cool environment? Portland's cool, too. They got yeah. there, are, there are some cool pockets, yeah. uh, suffice to say, but a lot of those are smaller stadiums, like uh, – Orlando's, for example, when you get that thing packed, mm. you've got the standing section behind a goal. It can be pretty, a pretty cool environment. But you're talking about forty thousand in Seattle. You're talking sixty plus in those Atlanta games when they really get it rocking. So, but Seattle, Seattle's been the benchmark for the MLS for years. That's interesting, um, and I guess not surprising. I mean, they've got good. It's funny you can forget about Seattle, but they've got a great fan base in in a lot of sports, and uh, they got plenty of sports out there as well. And it's a cool town, so um, it'll be be a good trip. Uh, let's see if the Jags can get it done. Uh, you know, James Robinson. It, they've got to keep feeding him the ball. We, we did this last night on Jaguars All Access, Austin. He is uh, like I think sixth in the NFL in yards per attempt. He is 
I think 15th is the number in carries per game. Mm. It's simple, right? I mean, if, if something's working, and, and I think they're, uh, I want to say, I think they're top 10 rushing in the league. So, uh, you know, as a team. But, uh, I mean, if you got something working, you got to keep going back to the well. And, and I would think coming off the bye week, they looked at these kind of numbers and said, all right, uh, we, we might not need to give him Derrick Henry carries, but we need to get him the football probably a handful of times more each game. Absolutely, because what he has in common with Derrick Henry is the fact that he doesn't take, you know, tackles for loss. Um, anytime it's going to be a positive game because nothing, there's nothing worse uh, than being an offense. It's first down, you try to run the football, and now all of a sudden it's second and 11. And you kind of put your offense, uh, you know, you kind of put their backs to the wall a little bit. James Robinson, whether he's getting hit in the backfield or not, he always seems to fall forward, and he's got great balance where he can kind of pick up those uh, two or three extra yards. And anytime you're on offense and you got a, you know, a second and short or a third and short, that's what you want. So, yeah, I'd obviously keep beating James Robinson because he's never given you a reason why he's going to, you know, let you down. So I'm definitely beating James Robinson. How do we feel about this football game? Uh, Stuart, wherever go first, you'll be out there. I, I don't know what to think. I, I think the Jags, I mean, you got a one-win team and a two-win team. Uh, neither team is that very good. Their defenses are kind of weak. I, I get the feel. I have more confidence right now in the Jags offense. They can run the football. Their quarterback is playing well. Uh, their quarterback is better than the other quarterback, quite frankly, even though he's younger. Um, the offensive line is probably better of the Jags. Uh, the receivers are better on Seattle. But I don't know if it's the trends. I, I think it's the trends that concern me. It, it's going out west is never easy. Uh, the Jags flat out are 1-5 and five and are 1-20 over the last 21 games. Seattle has, has been known to be a winner now over the last uh, handful to seven years. They don't lose a lot at home. They're 0-3 at home. It's the worst start at home since 1992, I think it is. So I just don't like the trends, guys, even though I think if this was on a neutral site, I'd probably pick the Jags because I think they're in a better frame of mind right now, and I think they might just be a little bit better on paper, believe it or not. Yeah, and earlier this week I did a uh, TV segment with a station out in Portland, and it's always interesting and, and funny to get the perspective from these other places, for for instance, the Pacific Northwest, where everyone's kind of in panic mode about the Seahawks. They are, uh, yeah, they are discouraged, I would say, is the, the word I would use. And, you know, they all see this, obviously, as a must-win game, an absolute must-win game for their team coming into this weekend with the Jaguars coming to town. Um and, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you like that frame of mind better, that backed against a corner, absolutely must win, versus, hey, we got a little bit of confidence. We're feeling, you know, decent about ourselves winning in London, like, albeit against the Dolphins. Yes, we know. Um, but you know what? When, when you're the Jaguars, if you get a win, you get a win. The, you know, in the NFL, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's just a win is a win. Mm -hmm. So if you're a player in there in that locker room, you do have a, a different sort of, vibe it's a different confidence than the we should be good why aren't we beating these teams why are we zero and three at home why do we keep losing these games like the seahawks are so i mean i like the vibe for the jaguars a little better does that mean they're gonna win on sunday i'm not 100 percent sure how about you austin so, you know, we, we've broken it down a little bit in terms of there's two battles here. There's the battle on the paper against the Seahawks roster that does not scare you. They have weapons, but guess what? Every team in the NFL has weapons. 
To me, it's going to be the battle of coming off of the bye week and going to the West Coast and playing in an environment where, yes, the team isn't doing so well, but their crowd always seems to bring it. That's what I'm more worried about right now. And when we talk about, you know, a, a hostile crowd or a hostile environment, sometimes in terms of being on your X's and O's and, and, and all that, um, it can be distracting. And we've seen now, if you're on defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's okay because it's going to be quiet there. But I am worried a little bit about DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett because the Jaguars have been burned before in terms of communication. And I think going to a new environment, it could amplify the, the miscommunications on that defense, and it could be a high-scoring game then. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a game where for the first time in Trevor Lawrence's career, I think the Jaguars have to rely on him. Now, listen, they would have liked for it to be in his career anyway. But I think this could be a next step for Trevor where he has to dictate play, his offense. So whether that's Bevel or whether that's James Robinson even. But the Trevor Lawrence-led offense needs to dictate the play of this game, needs to get out in front, needs to, uh, you know, come up big on big situational plays, whether it's the red zone or third downs. And I think they have to take that step as an offense because in this game, if they can do that, I don't know if Geno Smith can catch up. And what he's proven in the last couple of weeks is even in these tight games, he hasn't been able to make the plays to get him in position, either kick a field goal to go tie it or win it or, or just make the play to win it. So I, I think that's the position you want to put Geno Smith in again. You want to put your defense in again. Uh, and while I wouldn't mind Trevor Lawrence in the offense having to come from behind in a one-score game or a four-point game, whatever it might be, I just don't like that as the game flow here. I, I don't think anybody really likes that on any week. But uh, specifically this week, that's what I'm looking for them to do. I kind of feel like they have been close on offense to breaking out into like a 27-point performance, a 30-point performance. Well, the highest they've scored all year is 23, guys. I mean, that's it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like they've moved it better than that to me on a lot of occasions, but they've either made a costly mistake or they've, you know, haven't come up big on fourth down. So I think this is the, the a game that they really need to get out front, force Geno Smith to come back on them, and, and then maybe that would hurt, certainly help their um, their defense too. So it's kind of what I'm looking for to, to happen in this game. I, I don't know if it will happen, but it would be a nice next step type of thing. I think for Trevor Lawrence to go, uh, I use that word a lot, dictate play. And I think he is capable of doing that. That's one thing quarterbacks around here have not been capable of doing for the Jags uh, is dictating the play and the flow of the game. If you watch that game last night, you know, that, that's what Aaron Rodgers does, right? That's what the veteran quarterback does. Tom Brady's done it over the years is you can kind of um, – you dictate the flow of the game, you know, and, and how much time you're running off the clock and completing third and threes and third and fours with command of the offense and execution of the offense. So uh, it'll be fun to watch. Speaking of last night's game, uh, did we learn more about Green Bay or Arizona, Stuart Weber? Uh, that's a good question. I, I mean, I love the resiliency of Green Bay to, hey, we don't have our top three receiving targets, but we still have plenty of other weapons on this team, especially in the running game and the tight ends. And, oh, Big Dog almost caught one in the end zone. Yeah. Mercedes man, Lewis a, almost well, got that, that touchdown. That was a heck of a catch. It was just got to get those feet down. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they still have Aaron Rodgers on that team, no matter who the receivers are. Uh, so it's, you know, I think it says a lot about the Green Bay Packers. Now, I, as you angrily pointed out in our group chat i picked green bay to win this game yeah, yeah. i did so uh don't which, share that message hey i mean i was right so yeah, you know what's, share that all day. what's wrong with that well yeah. you don't want to share my message I oh your that. message yeah there were some expletives in it um just because my lead is now wider in the fight for the fedora i like it congratulations uh, you know haters gonna hate so yeah. 
I, I mean, I picked Green Bay, so I was, I was kind of expecting this, this kind of thing to happen where, you know, Aaron Rodgers would show why he's Aaron Rodgers and yep. his ability to rally the troops and get, get the best out of those players that some, some of them, it's like, all right, who's, who's that guy? Yeah. Who, who, who just caught that ball? Wait, yeah. who is that? So for me personally, I think, I think the Packers showed more of what they're capable of. And, you know, all credit to the Cardinals. Good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they certainly weren't going undefeated this year. No, for sure. And then to me, it was a bigger game for the Packers winning than it shows more, you know, I guess it shows less than the Cardinals losing. Um, you know, offenses, sometimes that they're going to be stagnant. Sometimes they're not going to fire on all cylinders. You saw that last night from the Arizona Cardinals and still a game that they probably should have won. But on the other side of things with the Green Bay Packers, um, it was a display of Aaron Rodgers and, and, and why, you know, he's one of the best to ever do it. And really rallying that team when Robert Tunyon goes down, tears his ACL, uh, and w- with a bunch of guys that, let's be honest, probably wouldn't make a roster anywhere else, and he f- found a way to win. But I think going forward now as well is that they have confidence in their running game. A.J. Dillon was a guy that they brought in um, under, you know, Matt LaFleur because he wanted, Matt LaFleur wanted the next Derrick Henry, right? And that's what A.J. Dillon was kind of billed as. Just look at his lower body and you'll see what we're talking about. A.J. Dillon was a guy that kind of got brought on slowly. He still hasn't had that breakout game per se because, well, you're playing behind Aaron Jones. But I think it was a great coming out party for A.J. Dillon and kind of that one-two punch now with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And it shows you that, hey, when the Saints are firing all cylinders on offense, you had Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. They're trying to replicate that now a little bit with bringing Mark Ingram back to New Orleans. But they have a one-two punch now, it seems like, in Green Bay, and that game kind of showed it. Which, by the way, shout-out to the touchdown vulture on the other side for Arizona. Zona, James Conner. Oh, yeah. How about yeah. that? It, it's oh, I thought you were going to. I thought you were talking about the one that got off the board that made everybody well, lose man, last that, night here on the show. That's the one that got Vegas upset. I was going the, the fantasy route <laughs> with James Conner with 22 yards rushing, but two touchdowns. It's weird. So I'm in two fantasy leagues. Okay. I have him in one league. I was going against him in the other league. So I'm like, am I happy? Man. Am I happy about this? I don't uh, understand. I don't know where I'm at on that. Sometimes so. it's all about the duality of fantasy football. Indeed, indeed it is. I think I am. I am happy about about it because the league I have him is the one I'm playing you in, Austin. Uh-oh. Oh, I didn't check the scores. Yeah, I'm going to let me go and get it's on just, that real quick. I think it was just him. It was just okay. him. That was the only one who played okay. last time. Okay, I mean, I know. had Aaron Jones. He's had a pretty decent day. Oh, yeah. I was screaming at the television. I tweeted it. <laughs> horrible Could have had six things. more points. Yeah. Should No, uh, should have. How do you change that? No, he didn't score there, though. Oh, he didn't so score. you're yeah, telling but, me you could obviously tell he didn't score? Yeah, I think you could, actually. I, I, I th- and by the way, they they usually will get another... Um, Maybe another angle or so, uh, or I think they can get another angle or so. Yeah, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he scored. I'm just saying when when they go back to New York and New York says we can't tell if, if they call the touchdown should be a touchdown. That's all I needed to hear. I know. Well, you guys, you guys lost big on that one because he lost the over in case he lost the six. Yeah. That's uh, I, I will say that. Hey, one thought about Arizona though. Okay, uh, Arizona. I mean, I didn't think Kyler Murray played well. I didn't think uh, Kingsbury coached well. I mean, they still were right there, but. They better watch out about the run. They give up like five yards of carry, Austin, against the run. And we saw it here in Jacksonville. Remember, that's what we were banging our heads about is oh, yeah. the fact that they had scored eight they had eight straight runs, boom, went down the field, then threw the flea flicker. Um, but they have issues against the run. And, and we talked about the AFC North a couple of days ago. You know, when you get to the deep part of football, you better be able to, what you say, right, run it a little bit and stop it. Yeah. Uh, they have questions about stopping the run. That that's a that should be a sincere concern there. Oh no, I mean it's been a concern for them all year. You know, I think in terms of um, you know yards per carry, they're 
their first, or I guess you'd say their last right now. Last, and yeah. the NFL on defense. So yeah, that's definitely um, something to watch. It's something you they get they got to correct because when you face these high power running teams uh, and they're gonna slow the clock down a little bit, you're gonna be behind the eight ball. Well, you know what it is too, and and you're gonna people Arizona defense would hate to hear this, but they're fast. They're so fast that they almost play what I would call finesse slash soft sometimes against the run. Ouch. Like, they got bullied around. Yeah. They got bullied around by the back, not necessarily the offensive line. They couldn't stop the momentum of, of Dylan and Jones mm-hmm. is what I noticed. And so they have a ton of speed, and that helps this day and age, but uh, you got to stop the run deeper in the postseason. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right, Stuart Weber, high school Friday night, then off to Seattle. Can't wait. Yeah, big big one tonight. The Tokoy Creek Toros, first ever game on campus. I'm excited about that for them and for that community to, to get to see their team play at home, real home, for the first time ever. Yeah, Stuart does a great job. Their Friday Night Blitz will have 11-15 edition uh, coming up, or 11-20 edition once again on the Friday Night Blitz. And follow his Tokoy Creek uh, inaugural season, making of a program on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690 YouTube page. All right, we'll be back. We've got picks coming up live from Extreme Wing Sports Grill here on a Friday in Jacksonville, Florida, Georgia week. Jags go to Seattle. couple nights of high school football. What a week. The weather is beautiful now. Feels so good outside. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Of course, I look forward to you know, going back into playing Seattle. Um, I'm a person that doesn't get too high or too low on, you know, situations like that. Doesn't matter if it's a primetime game or I'm going back playing Seattle. Uh, my main thing is uh, I'm going to keep that same spirit. It doesn't matter who I'm playing. I'm trying to give whatever I have. But being back in Seattle, you know, seeing the guys I ain't seen for a minute, you know, I'm going to love that. You know, um, and playing in front of the 12s again, that's going to be fun, you know, either way how it uh, plays out. So, uh, oh, yeah, I'm excited. Okay, system, that's Shaq Griffin. You better believe Former it. Former Seattle Seahawk, now current Jacksonville Jaguar. Probably going to have uh, a good dose of DK Metcalf in his life, would you say? Or are we going Tyler Lockett? Yeah, you have to go DK. Have to. got to go DK. Tyler Lockett, not an issue. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Watch him go for three touchdowns this Sunday. And it's interesting, too, because, you know, as we were talking about our, our game preview here for the Jaguars and the Seahawks, when I look at the Seattle and what they have to do to try to win this game, ironically, it's what we asked Jacksonville to do against Arizona and even Houston, um, you know, the first game of Trevor Lawrence's career, where it's got to be a, 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 a huge dose of Alex Collins or whatever that's going to be a running back by committee and then sprinkle on the pass game here and there. I'm not saying that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett aren't great receivers, but do you really trust Geno Smith to go win you a ball game, or are you going to trust that offensive line and that run game? So it's funny how we're talking about how the Seahawks can win this game, and if I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I say air it out, man. You know, I mean, yes, use James Robinson, get a good dose of him as well. But I'm going to air it out as well. I'm going to incorporate Marvin Jones. I'm going to incorporate Dan Arnold. I'm going to incorporate James Robinson in the pass game. I think that's going to be the recipe for success if the Jaguars do, in fact, win this game. We know what it's going to be like on the field, but also what is it going to be like after that bye week? What is it going to be like traveling to the West Coast, playing maybe in a hostile environment? We shall see. We're going to pick that game up here in a couple minutes. And since we are picking games, we might as well bring in our guest, Brandon Ponsel here, who, you know, coming off maybe a little bit of a redemption tour here because he's still got to, you know, I don't want to say you're in last place, Brandon, but... I think if you go to the scoreboard right now, Casey's in last place. I'd like to say he's tied for third. Tied for third. Okay. Brandon, how are we doing today, man? Hey, we're doing good. We finally had a winning week, so let's see what we can do uh, 
rest of the season. That you did. You did have a winning week, so things are on the up and up for you. Uh, just for context of everybody listening, me and Brandon were both two and four last week. Um, Austin Lane, why don't you why don't you tell the people how you were feeling after a three and zero Saturday? Yeah, and ended up three and three overall. Well, listen, much to Brent Marno's trash talk about my Wisconsin Badgers and how great their defense is, much to the chagrin of all the Miami Hurricane doubters out there. Yeah, I was feeling extra peachy going three and zero. Now, did I have videos ready? Did I have gifts ready and memes ready for when you know Sunday came around and I thought, well, Baltimore's going to take care of business. Well, Jacksonville surely can't beat Miami. Yeah, I had all those videos ready to go. But much to my demise, I go 0-3 on Sunday, and all of a sudden I go 500. And there's no room to talk about anything. That's but tough. you know what? Did better than Brent Martineau. Hmm, that was easy this week. I was really making is. a comeback. Yeah, it was. Nice little 1-6. Or 1-5, sorry. Hmm. All right. Uh, are we going? Have we gone yet? No, we no. waited for you. Waited on you, no, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Sorry, I had to do a TV thing or two. All right, let's do it. Brandon Ponzo, hello on this Friday. Uh, we will get to uh, some of the games right now. And, uh, Casey, lead the way. Michigan, minus four at Michigan State. That's going to be a plus four, obviously. We'll start with Brent Martineau after the one and five. Brent, Ooh, how you feeling? It's a good game, too. I like Mel Tucker a lot. My man Scotty Hazelton as well over there at Michigan State. I've been a fan of Jim Harbaugh uh, trying to get it done at Michigan. <sighs> I'm going to say Michigan State, guys. I like Michigan State plus the four. Brandon Ponsel, what do you like? Do we lose Brandon? Oh, I think we lost him, but we got him coming back on here. I'm back on, guys. Okay, here, we're good. Good, Brandon, who you got? Michigan, Michigan State. Man, I like, uh, I think it's going to be a really close game. I think Michigan will win, but I'm going to take the four points because I think this thing comes down to the wire, field goal at the, at the horn. So I'll take Michigan State plus four. Man, I hate picking against my dude, Mel Tucker, former uh, defensive coordinator Mel Tucker in Jacksonville and Chicago for me. But you just get the sense that this is finally Michigan's year. Uh, you get the sense that Harbaugh has finally found the right formula, put it all together, and I'm taking the Michigan Wolverines. Interesting. I'll mm -hmm. take Michigan State. Oh, I like that game picker-upper. Game picker-upper. I'm having deja vu of last week. I won't laugh at you this week like I did last week. Yep, probably shouldn't. I will. Next up, Case. <laughs> Uh, let's go in the game that everyone's wondering why it's on the thing. And <laughs> the question is, I know there was a request for no more Auburn and the same teams over and over again, so we're going for it. Uh, Virginia will travel to BYU. Virginia plus 2.5, BYU minus 2.5. Uh, this is really going to just show how good the pickers are. Austin Lane, what do you got? So if this game was three or four weeks ago, give me BYU all day. I am not sold now on BYU. Um, two great tight ends. You had an okay quarterback, but I've watched the last two BYU games, and I have not been impressed. Uh, go ahead and give me Virginia. With the points. Brent? All right, Brandon Ponsel, what do you think? Uh, th this environment in Provo is going to be insane with Bronco Mendenhall coming back. Um, I think it's just going to be so ruckus that um, BYU plays their best game of the year and wins uh, comfortably. I agree with you. I think BYU will get this done after a couple poor games, like Austin said. Casey, who you got? I feel even better about Virginia now that you you are going that way, Brent. <laughs> Come on, Casey. Look, man, BYU hasn't scored points in weeks. Virginia scores 40 a week. Like, electric. what am I supposed to do? They're electric, I, mean, I know. Yeah, this guy, I mean, might have picked the golf winner a couple weeks ago. I mean, so Whole we all have sport. our moments. 
But yeah, we yeah. Chalky McChalk Chalk. Anyway, um, there's a game in Jacksonville. It's not the Jags, and that would be Florida Georgia. We got a special exemption in the 14 point spread. Thanks, Brent. Georgia minus 14, Florida plus 14. Brandon, you're up. Yeah, I think Florida plays plays up to their competition and down to their competition. And this week they'll play up to their competition. So give me Florida and the 14 points. Yeah, I think, listen, uh, this uh, I don't like big spread games, but I think this could go either way. I mean, you got the number one team in the country against an unranked team. I mean, they're an unranked team, Georgia and Florida. Yet I like Florida. I'll take the points. I, I think they are going to scare Georgia here. I really do. I think it's going to be close. I don't th- I'm don't. i not picking them to win, I don't think, but I think they are going to scare the Bulldogs here in Jacksonville on Saturday afternoon on CBS 47. You know how I feel about Georgia and their defense? It's it's the surest thing in college football right now. Usually these games, you know, they don't make sense in terms of, you know, the competitiveness. They're usually nail-biting close games. But I, I can't go that direction this time. I think Georgia's coming back with some healthy wide receivers getting back in the mix. Their defense is what it is. Give me Georgia. I've been very consistent that Georgia would only lose once all year, and that was to Florida. Oh, I love this. But I lied. Oh. Give me Georgia. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was wrong. The fake out. Oh, I was that. wrong. I don't know what to say to you other than that. Nah, okay. not, a ch- not a chance, Austin Lane. So give me Georgia. Um, moving on to the NFL and something that was a little confusing to me, but I feel like it's a trap, so I'll put it on the picks. The Titans plus two and a half in Indianapolis. The Colts are minus two and a half. Brent Martineau, what's up? Wow, they're minus two and a half. I, I saw this as almost like a pick'em game earlier in the week, so the line has even moved. Um, and I like Indianapolis in this game, and so as long as it's still under a field goal, I'll take Indianapolis. I think the Colts win this game. Uh, I think uh, t- Titans are weird. They're good, but they're weird. And I think the Colts get back into the mix right here this week, Brandon. I think the Colts are licking their chops. Titans just had two huge wins back-to-back weeks. I think they have a lackluster performance up in Indy. Colts need this game to stay in the divisional race, so give me Indy. Man. Julio Jones is out, by the way. Sorry, Casey. I dropped him. Oh, oh wow. Um, I just went and picked him up. <laughs> have him, please. <laughs> Feel free. So when, when Vegas has it like this, you always go with the home team like the Colts because like, that's, that's what happens. It could be a Colts blowout. But at the same time, I've also found that when you pick these games, sometimes you just go with your head and go with the obvious choice. I think Tennessee is the obvious choice right now. So I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. It should be noted that Brandon and Brent have the exact same picks uh, to this point. So that's fascinating. Uh, Give me the Titans, obviously. Uh, They're going to be in the Super Bowl, as I've said. Uh, Austin Lane, another trap. The Cowboys plus two and a half. Will they have Dak? Will they not have Dak? We don't know. But we know the Vikings are minus two and a half. So go ahead and give me the Vikings on this one. Anytime a quarterback comes out and says, if it's up to me, I'm playing, that leads me to believe that maybe he's not 100% and that he may not be playing. So go ahead and give me the home team. Um, and I'm not going to go with the question of Dak Prescott's going to play or not. I'm taking the Vikings offense. So go ahead and give me the Minnesota Vikings. Well, here's the deal on this one, guys. With or without Dak Prescott, I like the Vikings, even with him. Uh, I think the Vikings are going to win this game. I think they're the best 3-3 three and three team out there, <laughs> quite frankly. I think uh, their record is not as indicative of how they've played, and uh, I think this will be a big game for them. I think the Cowboys still have the – like, I'm not sure the Cowboys are 6-1 and one good, so I have a hard time getting there, and so that's why I like the Vikings uh, with or without Dak. Brandon? Not knowing if Dak's going to play, give me the Vikes minus 2.5. Casey. Casey? Crap. <laughs> Game picker up or Casey? Yeah, on, Casey. yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? 
I, I heard a, somebody say once on the street, Cooper Rush, and I'll just go with it. So give me the Cowboys. <laughs> um, one game left. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars in Seattle. They are plus three and a half, minus three and a half. Austin, we usually start with you, but we'll start with Brandon instead. Brandon, what you got? I think the Jags are on the come. They're a lot better than the, the way they started. The offense is going to keep scoring, uh, especially in Seattle. Their defense isn't special, and their offense isn't special. So give me the Jags plus three and a half. I think you should look up jackscoastalhomes.com just because Brandon is – he might pick the Jags against the spread more than anybody else. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I like that about you. By the way, I, I did Homer. visit Jack's Coastal Homes. I, I visited jackscoastalhomes.com last week because I was like, I gotta find. I want to find me a, like a, a – what's this thing look like down in St. Augustine, like someday down the road? Like how, how expensive is it going to be to move there if I want to retire someday? And the answer is very expensive. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my uh, close colleagues just took a $2.7 million listing in Palencia. So, uh, um, wow. Northeast Florida is being discovered. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, I won't be retiring to that home. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> well, unless, like, what is it, Chiba or something like that comes in. Why are you still crypto? delaying on this pick, man? Jags <laughs> or Seahawks? Oh, sorry, Jags. I got caught up in crypto world. Yeah, it's we knew. I already really typed well it in. Uh, Jags. <laughs> Austin? Man, this game can go either way to me. Um, I got to pick the Jags here because, once again, C Seattle does not scare me on paper with Geno Smith. And I get DK Metcalf can get open and so can Tyler Lockett, but when you got Geno Smith throwing the ball, I'm not buying Seattle. So I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. What's up, Casey? I can't, can't pick I, her upper. I, I can't. I made a list of some fictional people that should be playing quarterback for Seattle that were not Geno Smith. So I'm going to stick by it. I can't believe it. We're all picking the Jags plus three and a half. Hey, let me ask you this. Is Tyler Lockett starting this week for you in fantasy? Dude, I have nobody else. Because there's no IR Here we go spot. Again. Here we go again. I have all the good receivers probably. Here we go um, again. Well, if you picked up Julio, you don't. Uh, by the way, I, uh, I I don't think that I don't pick the Jags to win this game either, but I think they are going to cover the three and a half. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah, uh, at least in in this pick set setting. All right, Brandon Ponsel, uh, have a good uh, Florida Georgia weekend, man. Enjoy all the football. We appreciate jumping on. Thanks for hanging on, and uh, we'll tell everybody to go to jackscoastalhomes.com if they're looking for uh, to buy a house in Northeast Florida. Yes, sir. You guys have a good weekend. You too, Thanks, man. man. That's uh, Brandon Ponsel, and we all have to do better. Casey's leads the way in the picks, but uh, we'd be losing money if yeah. we were in Vegas. This is ridiculous. Absolutely. But, but we got time. We got time. Hey, I'm in it for the long haul. Hey, between, uh, between it's, the... It's going to be week 15. We'll say, yeah, we got time. <laughs> we, we got time. Between the three of us, FSU plus nine and a half, Titans straight, Jags plus three and a half. You better believe it. I like that. I'm mad at that. You That's better pretty believe good. it. I'm mad at that. That's pretty good. Retirement on the line. Was <laughs> that a ten dollar parlay? Hey man. <laughs> hey. You, you do, do do what you can. And by the way, you're not getting an IR spot, Casey. So I, this, the conversation's got to stop about that. It's not going to. Okay. Uh, well, you have uh, more Florida Georgia talk, more Jags talk, a little more World Series talk, all on the way. It got busy sports week here in Jacksonville, plus some high school football at 5:30. Stay with us. We're live at Extreme Wing Sports Grill here on Roosevelt Boulevard. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
I would say Josh Allen and Smoot are trending upward. I still don't feel great about our interior, but Roy's been out for a while, and we brought him here for that. He's got great, very talented, very long, powerful guy. You know, Taven Bryant, we have to get more out of him. Uh, Jahad Ward will do some inside, and then we might change up some other packages to get more people involved. But uh, that's the, the interior's got the, is the issue right now. Yeah, I'd need more of a push on that interior uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars if they want guys like Allen and Chase on to get home. I mean, it's a part of it for sure. Hey, Austin Lane, Casey uh, sent us this as we're live from Extreme Wing Sports Grove, Roosevelt Boulevard, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 here until 6 o'clock at Friday Night Blitz coming up. Casey, by the way, has a... Uh uh, baseball World Series preview show that comes up at six o'clock for an hour. We have Blitz scoreboard show at nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> Back at it for a Florida Georgia uh, ESPN 690 game day live from the Duval House uh, tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. until 1:30. That leads right into Florida State football against Clemson. I mean, it is on mm -hmm. this weekend for sure. Speaking of, it is on. Mm. Austin, Jake Paul will be fighting Tommy Fury. Yeah. The half-brother of Tyson Fury. Yeah. On December 18th in Tampa. Road trip, it sounds like. Crazy. We'll be no, there. No. Jake Paul versus uh, Tyson Fury's, like, sibling. Crazy. Can't we'll, wait. We'll be there. I'll see you there. And I'm glad you brought that up, Brent. UFC 267 taking place this Saturday. Jan Blachowicz taking on Glover Teixeira. Um, you know, for the, the 205 belt, if you will, Jan Blachowicz is, you know, he's been a great champion, just beat Stylebender. Taking on Glover Teixeira right now, who I believe is 42 years young. Um, the guy is, you know, obviously fighting Father Time along with one of the greatest lightweight heavyweight champions of all time, but it should be a great one. That's on the ESPN Plus app. Who wins that, by the way? I got to take Jan. I got to take Jan Bohovitz. And then you got Peter Hahn versus Cor uh, Corey Sanhagen for the bantamweight interim title belt as well. Uh, Peter Jan, um, you know, kind of on the shorter side, but the, the best striker at bantamweight. Taking on Corey Sanhagen, who's a little more unorthodox, flying knees, spinning back fists, spinning elbows. That'll be a great one as well. Yeah, very good. Uh, look forward to it. we got a lot going on this weekend, a lot to watch, a little bit of something for everyone uh, for sure. Uh, we'll be back from Extreme Wing Sports Grill in just a moment. We have football at 5 coming up, more Jags, more Florida, Georgia, more high school football. It's all on the way on ESPN 690.